Shalom, Abraham, Welcome to Mesechus Baba Kamad of Tzadi Test. Today's of discourses. Is an Uman coin the thing that he's working on when he makes it go up in value? We discussed the laws of Baltolin, paying back on time. At what point when you give it to the Uman? We discussed uh, a case of someone who's Mekadesh, a, a woman, by fixing up her jewelry. Ramir says that works like Hamse, it doesn't. We discussed an expert Shaykhet. Experts being chayiv for their mess ups, according to Shmuel. And where does Remeir say that an expert is chayiv? He's considered poishaya. We begin with the Mishnah that tells us that if someone gives an uman something to fix and he ruins it, he's, the uman is chayiv to pay. If he gives a carpenter something to uh, fix, you know, a box, a tower, or something like that, and he ruins it, he's chayiv to pay for that. If he gives a construction guy a job to do and he's supposed to knock down a wall and he breaks some of those stones or he damages someone with those stones he's have to pay uh, if he's knocking on one side of the wall and it hurts someone on the other side that he'll be part of that oh, unless he's smashing on one side with all his might and his hit uh, causes it to damage on the other side that's that he should have paid attention to that he'll be high for and the Gemara of Asi says that this is only when he gives an item to the carpenter to fix. The guy knocked in a nail and he broke it. But if he gives the guy raw materials, and then the guy takes his raw materials, he builds a chair, and then the chair breaks, he only has to pay for the raw materials. He's pelter for that chair. You know why? Because the umman is koine beshvach kli. When he makes this kli go up in value, it's now his. So essentially, he's just selling you back your chair when you pay for it. He's selling you his chair. The raw materials here is that what he has to pay for. We have a Mishnah that says that if someone gives an uman something and they ruin it, they're chayev to pay. L'chayro we're talking about, we gave him raw materials, just wood, and you see that he still have to pay for what the kli is. The Gemara says, no, that was also a case where he gave him the shida tevo migdal. They gave him the uh, product to fix, not raw materials. I in the seifa, it says shida tevo migdal. The ratio was talking about raw materials. So the Gemara says, no, the seifa is explaining the ratio in that the case of giving the thing to the uman and the uman is going to be chayev for the kli is where you gave him a kli to fix. The shidat hevamigdal to the carpenter. The Gemara is bringing a raya says it's mistaver because if you want to tell me that the ratio was talking about plain wood and you're telling me he's chayev if he ruins that, of course he's going to be chayev if you gave him a kli and he ruined your kli. What would be the chiddush? The Gemara says no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Because maybe the seifa is being megala on the reisha. Like, don't think the reisha is telling me that, that, that he's only chayev when you gave him a completed kli, but if you gave him raw materials, he wouldn't be chayev. No, no, that's where the tefa comes in. And the, the seifa says the case was where he gave him a kli, a shi, the tevo, a migdol to fix. Mashma that the reisha is going to be mechayev, the carpenter for messing up, even when you gave him raw materials. Which I bring a ride from somewhere else. I have a case of a guy who gives wool to the dyer to make it a new color and uh, the dye ruins the wool so he has to pay him back the wool not the value of dyed wool plain wool the we're talking about where it got ruined after it already got, got dyed so there was shevach here the only reason why the guy's not chayev for the dyed wool is because it's his there's a shevach that was kind of to the uman and he only has to pay back what he had 
originally received. But Shmuel says, no, 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 by the time we're talking about a case where it got ruined as it was falling in without the shvach. So there's no raya that the shvach makes it property of the craftsman. So the Gemara says, one second, so it could be a medayak, that if it were to be ruined after it was already in the die, then he would have to pay the value of the upgraded, the dyed wool. Shmuel is arguing with Rabbi Yaisi. Shmuel is saying that you're not coined with the shvach. Shmuel will tell you no, but here, the only reason why the uman wasn't coined is because the dyes itself weren't the dyer's property. The customer supplied the wool and the dyes. That's why the dyer wasn't coined, but otherwise he would be, just like Ravasi. Uh, then why doesn't the Mishnah say that the customer gave him wool and the dyes, the, sim, the samonim, the spices, to color it? No, so Shmuel says, Shmuel's just coming in and pushing back on whatever we say, he's playing devil's advocate. But, you know, love Dafka. Just that our mission isn't a raya that Shmuel is arguing on, Rabasi. So we try another raya. There was a case of someone who gives his talis to a craftsman. He says, you know, he sends it to the laundromat. Take care of my talis. We'll see exactly what his job was. If the uman lets him know, okay, it's finished, even if he holds on to it for 10 days, it's like he's holding on to a mashkin. And he and the guy who owns the talus is not over on Lois Solin on not paying back right away, even though he waited 10 days before picking it up. However, if the guy does return the talus, uh, then he then the owner of the talus has until Shkia to pay him for his services. Otherwise, he's over on Baal Tolin. Now, the Gemara says, one second. If the owner is koine, the item that the, if the uman is koine, the item that he's working on by making it appreciate in value with the shvach, then why would he why would he be over baltolin even when he returns it? He just sold him his own talus. The uman now owns the talus and he's selling it to the customer. The customer shouldn't be over on baltolin. Sort of Mori Kahana explains that we're not talking about a service which creates a shvach. He was asking him to fix this, the threading, something like that. There was no shvach, and therefore he wasn't coined, and he's being paid for his time, his service, not for the shvach that he caused in the item. So he will be over Baltolin. The woman doesn't owe, owe it, own it. So the Gemara says, hold on, but at the end of the day, what did he give it to him for? Whatever his job was, he did that job. That should be a shrach, which the Umar is kind of. So the Gemara says, the job which he was given was to stamp on the talus, to like loosen the threads. Every stamp he does is what he's getting paid for, but there's no king in there. There's no shrach. So... The Gemara learns from the Havamina that he wasn't just giving it to him to stomp on it. He was actually giving it to this Umman to do something uh, significant to create a, an appreciation in the Talis. This should be a riot that in the Havamina to Rav Sheshas. Because they asked Rav Sheshas, what's the halacha with a Kablon, someone who you're paying for the results? Are you going to be over Baal by not paying back the Kablon? So Rav Sheshas says, yes, Absolutely. It sounds like Rav Sheshez is arguing on Rav Asi because when it comes to Baal Tolin by a case where he actually like built the cleave from raw materials, Rav Asi would say there's no Baal Tolin because the Umun is koine and Rav Sheshez would say there is Baal Tolin. It's not a koine. He's working for me. So Shmuel Ba'acha says we're talking about 
hiring a person as like a mailman where there is no creation. We're not talking about where he built a new item and there's nothing here for him to be kind and he delivered the mail. Now the Gemara wants to suggest that we have a Machlegas Tanoim on our hands and we have four ways of, of options that it's not a Machlegas Tanoim. The Machlegas Tanoim would be in Kedushin Memchesom at Aleph. We have a case of a man who tells a woman, if you fix up my, the woman gives the man her jewelry and says, if you could turn this uh, into uh, jewelry, uh, rings, and things like that, then with that service, I'll be Makadish to you. You'll be giving me back my jewelry, uh, recrafted, as Kedushin. According to a mayor, if the guy does it, he's Makadish. The Chachamim say, no. Unless she gets money from him, it's not a good Kedushin. Now, what money is the Chachamim talking about? If it's talking about the, this money, these rings, it sounds like the mayor who says that it is a good Kedushin holds, that money wouldn't work either. It's talking about... The Mayor is learning that there's no money in this case either. And how would Rav Mayor say that he was Makadish her? He didn't give her anything at all, right? It's just just being Moichel on the work which he did for her. Everyone agrees that that's, that wouldn't be a good Kedusha. And has to be talking about other money besides for this jewelry, which the Umman gives back to her after he processes it. And we have two assumptions. We're assuming that everyone agrees that... When someone is hired to work for you, they are being paid for every step that they do for you, and they're just holding on to the value that you owe them as a loan, step by step from beginning to end. And everyone holds that if someone is that that someone cannot be makadish a woman with a loan. So what we're left is with a machloikas whether an uman is koine the item that he creates ashvach in. The mayor holds that he is. And therefore, he's giving him back his own item, his own jewelry after he fixes it up. That's a great condition. Our button hold that, that he is not koinet and Uman is not koinet with the shvach. But the Gemara says that, well, that's a very nice first havamina. There are three other options which make it that this is not their machlekes. We could say that everyone holds that an Uman is not koinet with the shvach. And we hear the machlekes is just whether... Someone who's working for you has actually owed money throughout every step of the way. Remeir holds no, and they run and say yes. Or alternatively, third option, we could say the machlekes is has nothing to do. Everyone could hold that you do owe the guy who's working for you at every step of the way. It's just whether that loan, that amount of money that that you owe him at each step, can be used for kedushin. Remeir holds that you can, and they run and say you can't. Rabbi even offers a fourth option. He says that we're talking about a case where the guy added a puto of his own money to the jewelry. And here a mayor says that it works because when a man is makadish a woman with a milva and his own puto, her das is on the puto and it's a good condition. Their opponents say, no, her das is on the loan and you can't be makadish with a loan. So it's not necessarily makalagistanoim over there about whether an Uman is kind of with his shvach. It could be a different Machlegastanoim. We have also Gabi Kedushim and Chesim Abayz. A case of a person who says, I want to be Mekadesh you with 
schaar with a uh, work that I do for you. If he says I want to be mekadesh with the work that I did, that doesn't work. But if I want to say I'm, I want to be mekadesh with the work that I will do, that does work according to Tanakama. Reb Nosson says that it doesn't work in either one. Reb Yehuda Hanosi he says that yes, uh, past or future work does not work for kedushin. But if he were to add in his own pruta to this schar, that would be good. Now, the nafkamina between Tanakhamo and Rabbi Nosson is whether Schirus can be koine, Schirus that is going to happen, that he will do for her. And Rabbi Yudhanasi adds uh, milvo pruta, whether her dasa is on the milva or the pruta, he says that your kamona is on the pruta. That would work if you throw that in with the loan, with the work that he did for her. Now, moving on, Shmuel tells us that if a professional butcher, a professional sheikhate, messes up, he's going to be chayev to pay for the whole cow. And he elaborates why. He says he's a mazik, he's a pesheya. It's like if the guy had told him shecht on this side and he shecht it on the other side. Now, why did he need to emphasize that he's both a mazik and a pesheya? Because if you just call the sheikhid a mazik, I would think that maybe that's only in a case where you hired and you paid the sheikhid. But if he's doing it for free, maybe he would be potter. and he's a pesheya who would be chayev even if he did it for free. Now, if Hamo Barguria asks Shmuel, if someone gives his animal to a butcher and the butcher makes the animal into an avela, if he gives it to a professional, he is going to be potter. It's just a hedyot, which is chayev, a guy who's a non-professional. But hold on. If you had paid him, whether he's a hedyot or an uman, he's chayev. So what's the halacha? Why are you telling me that an uman is chayev? Over here he says the uman is potter. So Shmuel answers something along the lines, you know, your brain is muddled. They called him brainless, something sharp. Uh, so some Rabbanon came, asked the same question, and he said, look, you get the same answer that he did. I was saying, according to a mayor, and you're asking me from the Rabbanon. You should have been able to figure that out. You should have been able to notice that I was going to cheat this for a mayor because I said that the, the he's a mazik and a pesheya, and we look at him as if he shechted on the wrong side as instructed. That's Rav Meir Svara. Rav Meir says that the professional has to focus, and he's a pesheya for messing up. Now, where does Rav Meir say that you have to focus, that the, the professional is... Chayev when he messes up. So we have three Mekairis. We try to figure out exactly where Shmuel picked us up from Remeir. Number one, we have a Mishnah. We have, the Mishnah tells us that if someone ties up his animal and puts a basic fence around it and it still goes out and damages, whether this animal is a time removal, according to Remeir, he's Chayev. The Gemara says, no, that's not a right. Over there, the Homachleikas was in a Pasuk, whether we use a Pasuk to learn that, that the animal requires a Shmir Meula, you can't learn that to here. So we try another Mishnah where a mayor says that if someone dyes the wool of his friend, but he dyes it the wrong color. So a mayor says you have to pay the value of the wool. He's a professional. He has to focus. But the Kumar says, that's not such a right because you're trying to learn that over here. Over there, the, he ruined it with his own hands. He was planning on changing the color. The Shaykh was planning on doing a perfectly good shrita, not a raya. So Elamai brings a third. Rev Meir, this is where Shmuel learns it from. The Mishnah says that if someone breaks his pitcher, his pitcher breaks him all the street, but he takes his time and he doesn't clean it up. Or if his donkey, his uh, camel falls and he doesn't pick up his camel, Rev Meir says he's high for all incurring damages that follow. You see from here, 
that a mayor looks at this person as a poshaya, and that's what Shmuel learns in Shitas Mayor that the Shoichet is a professional. He has to focus. He's considered a poshaya if he doesn't. Next, Rabbi Barbar Chanon, Rabbi Huyichonon says that if a professional butcher messes up his chayiv, even if he's the most professional Shoichet, like the ones in Tzipayri. The Gemara says, one second, Rabbi Huyichonon, is really mechayiv him? We have from Rabbi Barbachano, he had a story that was brought to Rabbi Yechanon, where, it was by the, the base medrash over there in Ma'oin, where the butcher had messed up, and he told the butcher, prove to me that you're professional, that you're a mumche shechting chickens, and I'll potter you. If you're professional, you're potter. Not if you're professional, you're chayiv. The Gemara says, over there... The reason why he was being of him was because by us, the way we have from a Yechonon, that he's chayev is where he's being hired and paid for it. Over there, he was doing it for free, so he would have pottered him if he's a professional. You're doing your professional work for free? That's this school of it's supposed to prove you're a professional, and then I'll potter you. This is like where Zaira says that if you want to be mechayev, uh, your butcher, make sure he does a good job, you want insurance, make sure to pay him. Otherwise, he'll be potter if he messes up. So now the Gemara asks, we learned that if someone brings their wheat to grind it up and the guy doesn't grind it up finally, he makes it into bran and morson, or if he brings his flour to the baker and, and he's pasheya and, and he cracks it and he lets it fall after it's all baked, or if he brings his animal to the butcher and he makes it into nevela, he's chayiv because he is like someone who was hired. Mashma, even though he's not being paid, we're mechayiv him even though he was for free. I thought we only mechayev someone who is paid. And for the Gemara, now you have to just change the Lashon. You have to say that he's chayev because he's being paid. And a Hanami, when he's being paid, that's where he's chayev. And we consider him pushaya. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.